Fuck me, Jacob. Oh. I'll never understand why because of this I started calling you Jacob. <laughs> I started using Jacob a lot when we were recording. No idea. Probably because I have to chastise you a lot. Guy's just over here chilling. Cold chilling. Cold chilling. He's great. He's good people sometimes. The dogs are probably happy because I think the furnace is going out from where we had the, the floors sanded and everything else. Uh huh. Um, I think that all of that, uh, the, the, the sawdust and stuff got through the fan in the, the furnace and is just, it's not putting out like it used to. Well, that's what happens when you get a bit older, Jake. Shit just don't work right. Oh, that's a sound I wanted to hear. It going that's down okay. your throat gullet. I could, I could hear you drinking yours too. It's fine. That's true. I didn't like the fact that I was drinking mine right in the thing. Um, but anyway, no. Uh, so the, the house has been a little bit hotter than normal and still living out of the basement. Because uh, going to try to paint the living room and got to put like trim and all that shit in it. And so... So wet, Malachi. It's a lot of fun right now, dude. <laughs> That's all I'll say is it's just a lot of fun. It's just a lot of shit <laughs> to do. Yeah. I fully get. I fully get. Yeah. Well, so. we've made him wait long enough. Hello and welcome to another episode of A Brother's Quarrel. That's Jake. That's Bob. Wasn't when even was that our long last wait? Fuck, when was, no, I mean, oh, the, when was our last episode? episode? It was. I don't remember. It, yeah, it was a recorded episode like three weeks ago. <laughs> Yeah. Um, because real life, you know, it's coming at you. Yeah, so Thursday was my last day at work before taking my leave of absence, so technically it started yesterday. Ah. Um, yeah, so good times. Yeah. And you're leaving out when? The 8th. The 8th? Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. For one leg of the trip. And then second leg is uh, 17th. Oh, because you have to go to a place before going to place. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so good times. But I'm like, I just really want to like so veg out and not do a lot. But the more I do at the house, the easier it'll be. Yeah. So. And honestly, it's it's not it's not bad doing things. Yeah, <laughs> doing things ain't bad. And we're replacing the. So in like a week and a half, we'll replace the furnace because David is good at that shit and he's replaced one before, like in their old house um, there in West Valley. He had replaced the furnace, so I'm like, cool. He wants to help and he knows oh, what he's, he's doing. Oh, he's coming down to help? Well, he's going to be in town anyway. Oh, um, really? Yeah. When about? The week of the second. So, uh, cool, cool, cool. I, I, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. We'll set something up, though. Please tell me it's not going to be the weekend after the 4th. If it's that weekend, I have another game. I have, uh, I'm going over to so, France to play. Uh, so the 31st is a Saturday and the 1st okay. is a Sunday. So it's that, that time. W- Yeah, Good. it's the week between the, the 8th and the ni- or 7th and the 8th. Okay, well. They're here that weekend, too, but that week of the 2nd and all of that. Because, Jake... Do you have any idea how pissed I'm going to be if you want to try to set something up again the only day I actually set something up? 
that's going to drive me fucking nuts because on the 7th, I'm heading over to France to run a game for them. Right. Because, I, uh, yeah, so what was it? July was watching the uh, the Sailor Moon movie, which I wasn't paying the fuck attention. We were too busy talking. Uh, la- or no, that was June. For this month, it was everybody came over here and we played a Deception, Murder in Hong Kong, which is really fun. Hmm. It's a hidden murderer game yeah. where you're all trying to solve the the murder, but one of you did it. Right. And the yeah person running the game can't talk. They just. Everybody's like cops, like putting their badges on the line, saying it was you and you did these two things. All you can say is no or yes. That's all you can do as the as the uh, as the inve- chief investigator. It's great. It's super fun. But uh, and they were thinking about for the next one, they're wanting to play. Uh, they're wanting me to run a game for them. Right. And we had a couple options. I could I could throw something together for D and also have a lot of collaborative games, which would probably work great for people. And we settled on. And this is solely because of uh, this season of Dimension Twenty is uh, is for Misfits and uh, Magic. It's a game. Originally, I was going to get the base of it to run a game with Nicole because she loves the Goonies and fucking Monster right. Squad and shit like that. It's called yeah. Kids on Bikes. It's you. It's a bunch of kids running around. There's six stats: uh, Fight and Flight, Brain and Brawn, Charm and Grit. It uses all the dice. Right. So you all the dice, but the percentile. You know, you just have a normal ten-sided dice. So, what you do is, you assign each die to a stat. So you can put your twenty and whatever, your twelve and whatever, your ten, your eight, your six, and your four and whatever you want. Mal is just laying there, and he wants to play know, with Mal. Isn't I know. It? Yeah. And that's what is going on. Christopher. He does the same shit with Annie. If she's just laying there, he's like, come on, let's play. But uh, he's going to get, that's how you get bit. Uh, he but, needs to learn social norms. Damn it, they fucked that up. When they were over here, Brandon started playing with that. I was like, don't touch it. It, it barely stands as is. Oh Who's the woo woo woo? Is that Mal? <laughs> <laughs> Allow me to sing the song of my people. And he's walking over, whining, just yelling. It's okay, he's like, Mal. Why are you yelling at me? And he goes oh. to your right, to your left. Don't you do that? I do that to Gus now. Whenever he's like God. whining like that, I'll he's start howling. So at him. wet. Oh, Malachi. Gus. Gus. Okay. Sit. Ah, sit. Sit. All right, so, and Good you boy, sign all your stats to whatever you want, so you can have a Even twenty. Even though I found something on the floor to eat, because you he's can a have a twenty goat. in something, but also uh, you have four in another. So if someone asks you to do a brawn roll, and that's what you put your four in, right? You fuck. And it's easy to build because oh, one he's of the chew on the stick. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, uh, France kid just brought a stick oh, down okay. here. <laughs> Now he's going to behave because he has something to keep I'm his attention. I'm fine with that. She just hauled a fucking stick in. I don't know what. Except you're going to have chunks of wood uh, on the floor, but whatever. That's anyway, fine. continue They'll your eat story. it. It'll fix their, their poops. Uh, and yeah, it's just a fun little game where it's... And I was looking at, like, because there's an appendix of the tropes that you'll play, you know, like... Uh, for, for the magic school, there's, like, stuff like a haunted survivor... 
to where like you you've come across something horrible and you're being haunted by like evil spirits and shit like that and there's just so much fun things and god damn that show is so fucking good it's just a four episode thing of some really good improv people just acting their asses off it's great but uh so i'm gonna end up uh running a game of kids on brooms here's the great thing it's collaborative all i have to have in my head is a base thing of what i want them to do right the name of the school is going to be decided in game there's even like a question like the the first day of playing here's the questions you ask the first time you play like this is the start of it what's the name of the school the it has a uh, popular sport it's a combination of blank and blank and you know there's everybody go ahead i'm just laughing yeah i know i am too it's hilarious <laughs> but no there's just all these fun things about it and i'm i'm looking forward to it so jake right. if it's going to be the 7th that you guys want to play i'm a snap that's a friday oh yeah no that's it Saturday. won't be that day okay good because Ain't going to happen. And dear God, motherfucker, why would you ask me to do something? I do And I'm nothing. leaving early on the 8th, so oh, I probably yeah, won't be doing anything yeah. on the 7th. If I can help it. I just think it'd be hilarious that I do nothing, and the two times you ask me to do something are the two times I actually have something to do. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Because of that, I've been hanging around. Uh, Min K finally got a, a, de- a job where he can hang out with us now, so finally getting to nice. hang out with Min K again, which is great because... Like the day after the uh, the cook uh, the game day, which he decided to make mapo tofu for us. Which holy shit is that good? Just a, sp- but he made it too white. He has it not spicy. Yes, we both agreed that it was too white. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. But oh my god, he like brought in some Szechuan peppers. Mm-hmm. Never really had Szechuan pepper on things, and it is so fucking good, Jake. It's, it's, it tastes sweet in like a citrusy kind of way. Interesting. And apparently it numbs your tongue, which worked, which, yeah, it did. It numbed my tongue a bit because it's supposed to like help like, like hyper spicy foods. Right. So he decided, oh, guess what then? Like, okay. Yeah. Tomorrow we'll go to Ocean Mart and I'll show you where it's at. Like, okay. Cause that's how Min K is. Like he gave me a ride to work one day and then. Decided, like, oh, we're going to stop off at Walmart instead for a quick bit. Like, okay, sure. He bought a bunch of shit so I can make him hamburgers. <laughs> that's what. That's how he do. <laughs> the day I got my turtle beaches, he was like, hey, I'll give you a ride home from work today. I was like, okay, sure. Guys, stop by Walmart, though. I was like, okay, yeah, why? We need to, uh, You need to get you a pair of turtle beaches, some headphones so we can play some games. <laughs> that's how I got those turtle beaches I had for fucking ever. Like, the kid is. And then, like. Last weekend, he also like, oh hey, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, next week. I'm gonna be going to uh, gonna get some uh, Gundam models. You're, you in? It's like sure. Went to this place in Sandy that has that's like a, a hobby shop. Right. Bought some fucking models, <laughs> and then had some fucking uh, some dim sum afterwards. Which I gotta say, Jake, chicken feet is really good. Really, there is a problem with it though. You really, really, really fucking need chopsticks to eat them. Because if you don't, you're a messy boy. Duh. Because his asshole ass was just like, oh yeah, chicken feet, perfectly able, you know, pop off the knuckles. You know, you just pop off a toe at a time and then spit all the excess out. And 
He was just popping them just fine because he had a fucking pair of chopsticks so he didn't have to get it near his goddamn face so he didn't have to use his fucking fingies. There's just... The, sl- the main problem I had with the stuff it came with... I have a thing about gristle. Right. And I also have a thing about fat. And with the chicken feet, at one point... Malachi came over here to chew on the other end of the of stick. Of course. At one point, just like, I got a huge hunk of fat shot down my throat. I was like, I can't touch these anymore. I can't. Yeah. I can't fuck them. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, did he take it from you? Malachi! Hey! Mal! You are 100% at fault here, dude. He's like, what? That's you. You are 100% at fault, Malachi. How the fuck is it that Fran's kid is better behaved than y'all? <laughs> No, she was absolutely, she was absolutely perfect when she was over here. Oh, really? Yeah, I was shocked because every other time she's been over, it's been a hellscape. But not like, but what's great about that is that means she could like, with if both her and Brandon want to come over, they can just fine. Yeah, the kid loves mom, of course. The kid loves Mal. And oh, I forgot to bring you your shit. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you did. Ahead. We need to remember to do that. But well, uh, I'll see you oh, next yeah. weekend. Yeah, so. yeah. And, well, with Mal, the only problem he had is, like, specifically right here, like, uh, where the side and the front meet, he doesn't like that specifically touched. Oh. If you touch him directly on the side, he's fine. Touch him directly on the belly, because I was cleaning him with the vacuum. He likes being oh. clean with the vacuum. And if I was getting him on the side, he was just... <sighs> get him on the belly, he was... <sighs> if I get right there, he's just... <sighs> Yeah. Huh. Uh, so, uh, you said you had something you were wanting to talk about? Yeah, ish. So, I actually, I mean, you liked the, the first tweet in the chain, but. Well, I just, yeah, I said you're, you I, I, I chose I, not yeah. to read it. Yeah. Well, I didn't really, like, go super deep into it anyway, but um, HBO and Ringer Films. So Bill Simmons, who, you know, you've heard me talk about any number of times on yeah. this podcast. Anyway, so he created... And I also heard him any number of times I've been in your car. Yeah. <laughs> he created a new music documentary series for for HBO, right? To be on HBO Max. Kind of just the same thing he did with 30 for 30 on ESPN, which I know you won't know what that is, but... Hey, stop. Ah! Ah! Sit. <laughs> Yeah, put this up here. Put the Jesus, what the? F- His paw got caught. Oh, okay. Hi, Annie. Who's a good girl, huh? Who's a good girl? Oh, fuck. No. You just gotta turn your back on him until he gets the hint. Gus, move your feet. Lose your seat. Now you lost your end of the stick. Nope. That's the game. Yep. This one isn't his fault. That's just the nope. game. Anyway. He will stare at something for a fucking hour until you move. <laughs> Children. Anyway, um, so the very first in this series is called uh, Woodstock 99 Peace, Love, and Rage or something like yeah, that. because it was a shit show. Yeah. And so I'm watching it because I remember, I remember whenever it was announced that there was going to be a Woodstock 99. Because it took place right before I started my senior year of high school, right? Uh-huh. And I remember whenever I heard about it, I was like, well, this is just trying to cash in on the whole Woodstock 69 type of... Uh, also Woodstock 92. Four, but... 
Yeah, and I forget about Woodstock 94 probably because, you know, it's not... It was like in between the first and then the shit show, right? So 94 is easy to forget about. And so I remember even hearing about it and being like, this is ridiculous. Why would you do it? Sure, it's an anniversary thing, but... You know, with what society was at that time, I'm like, it's not going to be the same and everything like that, right? I mean, hell, even like a year or two later, it didn't work out with like the Rolling Stones thing. Well, the, I mean, like the book ended it by talking about Coachella, like how successful Coachella has been because Coachella launched like three months after Woodstock 99 and was the complete opposite. Like... You were given a free water bottle upon arrival, and the facilities were, you know, were maintained and expected, well, it's also and all this they other saw stuff. Saw what happened. I mean, yes, yeah. but you know, it was also a new festival. It wasn't like, hey, you remember how everybody thinks uh, Woodstock was the best? You're gonna be, you're gonna want to be here for that because this is gonna be the same. Well, the huge FOMO they thing even talked, caused a lot, of- and they even talked in the documentary about how those kids could give a shit less about Woodstock '99 because they didn't know. I mean, sure, we did. We knew who the Doors were, so you know, whenever the the former guitarist of the Doors comes out and plays with Creed, we're like, hey, cool, that's the guitarist of the Doors, and you know, shit like that, or. Wyclef Jean playing the Star Spangled Banner on a fucking Fender Tele or Stratocaster. We we know that reference, and then he proceeds to set it on fire. We know that reference, right? Wyclef, just I want you to picture Wyclef Jean setting something on fire. Yeah, that it, isn't his relationships. I was gonna say the 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 guitar being lit on fire did not work out like, yeah, quite as not well. Shit, like in the video, it's, but Wyclef Jean, dude, Wyclef Jean is awesome. No, 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 Hush. no, no, no. no. What I'm talking about is like picture Wyclef Jean doing it. Mm. Can you really picture that? Can you picture that? No, no, Doctor right. Teeth, I cannot. <laughs> but anyway, so you know, it goes on to it tells a story about how it was organized. The same guy who organized Woodstock '69, he was an organizer of this one, and the guy who helped with. Woodstock 94 helped with 99, right? But you can tell that they're kind of different personalities, right? Um, I didn't remember it taking place at an old Air Force base that had up and moved from the town of Rome, New York. I did, I forgot about that part, which whenever I heard that, I was like, well, no wonder it was even more fucking hot at that place is because you've got nothing but a lot of tarmac just, and yeah. runway and everything else. I was like, that that no no that would have been such a shit show dude anyway so it kind of goes on to tell the story of like it, they intertwine a little bit of MTV and its role in culture at the time right especially mm-hmm. whenever it comes to to music and pop culture um like whether you liked it or not TRL had its place yeah. in in pop culture and in music right and while sure they played their part in the rise of teeny bopper stuff and boy bands spoiler teeny bopper stuff's fun but they also they played a big role in limp biscuit and corn becoming who they were right so it was so some good some bad <laughs> so 
So I mean, I'm, 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 I'm saving that, that chronologically. I'll, I'll get to some of that, but like, let me I, again. I'll I will take always Chazé say Chazé over Buckethead any day of the Shark Week. Yeah, me too. But <laughs> still, Corn is one of the best live shows that I've ever seen, dude. Like, Corn was fucking amazing. I and that was 20 years ago, and you know, it's not the same lineup, so it would probably be different now. But 20 years ago, dude, I promise you, they put. No, of, some bands are good. Of live the bands, bands that I saw, they were the best, right? Um, in that show, um, you know, they did a really good job of framing of what society was like because the whole Clinton Lewinsky, um, stuff began like right before Woodstock '99 kicked off. Um, so you have a president who's being impeached, right? Um. And uh, he kind of talked about how it did touch on the um, the corporate America slant of the, even the festival because in '99, not shit, you know, it, it it did a great. The editing was so good on it because they're having this discussion, and one of the cuts that it made was to this giant inflated um, Budweiser can, you know, and the cost of water and stuff like that and you know they were really playing up the whole capitalist side and how you know regardless of your feelings about it how movies like Fight Club played into this whole anti-consumerism um and then you basically you have this concert where it's a whole lot of consumerism it's like 180 bucks a ticket to go to this show right um or to this festival um and so it kind of it it did the whole inception, like the idea inception. It was just under two hours. The documentary was, um, the inception covered all three days. One of the best things they did in this documentary, Bob was a variety of viewpoints. You know how a lot of times with documentaries, it tends to be slanted to one side because a documentary is really trying to tell you a story from one specific viewpoint. And they want you to see that one specific viewpoint, yeah. right? With this one, they had five, four or five different attendees of Woodstock 99. One was a dude who went with his brother and friend who, spoiler alert, the friend ended up dying in the pit from hypothermia. Oh, shit. Um, during Metallica, because that was his big thing. Like, he, you know, and you can tell, like, from Jump, whenever this guy is talking about his friend, but they're not showing the friend and he's not part of the discussion, you kind of get an idea of what's going to happen. Yeah, because his body got so hot that it shut itself down to try to cool off. Or maybe it's hyper. Either hyper. way, hypo yeah. is cold. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I was like, wait, it's supposed to be hot. Sorry, How the you're fuck right. This you're bitch right. You're get right. cold. It's hyper. <laughs> so, um, and it didn't help that they used paddles on him instead of trying to take his cork temperature and trying Damn. to do all that stuff. Anyway, um, there was a, um, a two different women who were there with like their own personal perspectives. Um, you know, one of them created a website, eventually created a website, a website for women to anonymously discuss how they That's were assaulted how there. going to go cuz um, the world is shit. Like even the the guy who passed away, like they showed like his journal writings and they had someone do a narrator voice kind of thing. Like, you know, the first day he's like, "Cool, we saw like 10 or 11 sets of boobies," right? And then Saturday comes along, he's like, 
we've lost count of how many tits we've seen and really it's getting kind of old and you know it's like it, it, it was just it's such an interesting dichotomy anyway there's a dude who participated in the the riots at the end and he was even talking about he's like I was being such an idiot. He's like, you know, I'm a normally mild-mannered guy, but whenever you get caught up Mass in hysteria, all this whole yeah. mob mentality, which I loved him having his perspective and being honest about it. Like that's the that's why I'm saying, you know, there's the variety because you have someone who's like I participated in the riot and I realized I was a knucklehead for it and we were all being knuckleheads. It was a bunch of ridiculousness, right? That was one of my favorite parts of the entire documentary because the dude who did participate, you didn't know until it got to that part of the story, right? Um, and then there was a dude who was just a normal guy. He was like, cool, I was there. I wanted to see Limp Biscuit and, you know, Fred Durst. I mean, whether you agree with it or not, but part of being a great front man is trying to get the crowd amped up. Like you want them to you literally want was them... his entire job that like that. He was a hype man. Yeah. Have you, have you ever listened to a popular Lent biscuit song? That's literally his one purpose. Yeah. All right. That and to bring out the undertaker. <laughs> that was really good. Anyway, but, uh, but you know, and, I'm watching it and it was showing like where it was the whole lead up to break stuff whenever shit really got started to get sideways on the second day. And, you know, you see one of the promoters, though, not the original one, but the one that helped with 94 and 99. Like he comes up and he's like, look, you've got to get these people to calm down because they're starting to wreck some shit. Right. And he doesn't like he just keeps he basically has people bring a piece of plywood up so that Fred Durst can stand on the plywood kind of amongst the masses, if you will, and, you know, get after it. And so, you know, there's all these pieces of culture that is, is interspersed. Like it talks about how there were only three female acts, Jewel, Cheryl Crow, and Atlantis Morissette. And all three were on different days. So one was on Friday, one was on Saturday, the other was on, on Sunday. It's like they just looked at the billboard, the billboard top 100. It's like, let's get this. I'm like, bitch. And they're like, and you know, it was brought up. It's like, okay, so if you're wanting to replicate 69, the Woodstock of 69, why are you bringing metal and new metal bands into this? Because that certainly is not, you had like yeah. rock and folksy shit going on then. And even in 94, it was kind of more folksy because yeah, this is going to be, uh, if this is going to be like 69, your ass needs to have like Harvey Danger up there. All yeah. right, you need flagpoles sit of people. It you get like the soft boys and the alternatives. All right. Well, like Moby was there, and Moby was one of the people that they interviewed, and he talked about how it was a weird vibe, but he was DJing like the raves at night, and he's like, at one point, I think it was the second night, he's like, we're we're getting the fuck out of here, like. <sighs> We're done and we're leaving. Like, just get to the bus. We've got to get the hell away from this place. Because, you know, from his point of view, he, in the very first cut of his interview, he talks about how when you're playing venues, 
you get you you kind of build this sixth sense, right? You get this idea of whether or not it's a good vibe in a crowd. And he's like, as soon as we got there, it was a bad fucking vibe. And it didn't get any better, so we, you know, eventually, it's not all at once that he says we dipped out, but it's just kind of all interspersed. But, um, you know, they were kind of just talking about how the the band choice was really not, you know, it wasn't a good jive. Um, the commercialism, a whole lot of pissed off white 20-year-olds, you know, that uh, who was it there was a a journalist for spin magazine who she's just like it's a bunch of upper middle class white kids you know and you have dmx on the first day playing i mean i you know because there's no other way to say the title but it's just called my niggas right is the name of the song and dmx is doing his part where he says it and he has the crowd respond and so wesley morris who's a writer i think he writes for the new york times now but he used to do a bunch of stuff with Bill Simmons in the previous website with Grantland. But he's like, you know, it was pretty much like a black gospel leader where, you know, the the preacher says one thing and the crowd has a, and you know, or the congregation has a response. DMX is doing this, but it's a bunch of fucking white kids that is chanting that back at him. That all of a sudden they're giving that, you know, they feel as though they are give like they're given, being given yeah. this pass to say this because DMX is up there doing his thing even though everyone that interviewed was like DMX fucking rocked the house like he just went to a whole other place and just kind of took over um but you know they're like whenever you think about every I mean of course with hindsight it's easy to see all of this but with the way everything went from there you know you start out with already kind of giving them a sense of entitlement to act a certain way, you know, well, even though that may not have been DMX's um, intent, that's kind of how it went. They have now been given the okay to have to, to be entitled. Right. And I mean, sure. Some of that might just be looking in, like that might be looking a little too deep and everything, but it's a tone opinion, setter. All you the same. can literally stop it. These are all fucking middle class white kids. Yeah, exactly. You give them any excuse to act out their base fucking wants, they're gonna. Not even excuse. The I just you and, just have to look off or entitled. Not even look the other way. way. You, look you just it. have to break eye contact, and they're gonna act in their most base fucking entitled bullshit way. Yeah. So, yeah, that nah. And then it did show like where bands like uh, Offspring and um, and Jonathan Davis from Corn would call people out while playing. Like if a girl was crowd surfing and people were like grabbing her boobs or you know trying to stick their hand up her shorts or whatever, like they would stop and straight up call out that dude. They'd be like, "Look, beat that dude's ass!" Like full stop. And it showed like even. Um, Dexter, the front man from Offspring, where he was just like, look, if you see somebody doing this, you know, get her safely. Like, just because she's crowd surfing doesn't give you the right to grab her boobs, doesn't give you the right to stick your hand up her shorts. 
help her get to safety. If you see a dude doing that, beat his ass. And he's like, if a dude is crowd surfing, ladies, feel free to grab his fucking dick. And then they just went on into playing, right? Because it's like, it's just... And I think that's where, like, afterward... And I don't even want to say it was, like, a guilt trip, but where I started, like... In some ways, I hate all this hindsight stuff, right? Like, there's a part of me that hates how culture has how changed. How literally? Okay, it's because it's okay. You, know, you were you said it around this time. I kind of know. I uh, let me know if I'm if I'm wrong. Assuming this on how where you're going, where you said it around the same time, the Clinton scandal. That time, everybody bagged on Lewinsky when all she was was a girl who was assaulted. Dude, even Kid Rock, they showed where he said that she was a hoe and that Bill Clinton was a pimp. Kid Rock at this time was also had a song where he was talking about how he only likes underage girls. And that was on a kid's movie. There's a song on Osmosis Jones. It's like, ladies, ladies, I like them underage, see. Some say it's statutory. I say it's mandatory. There's no, like, that, that is an actual song. That's odd. The Osmosis Jones soundtrack for I thought that was sake. post-99, though. But I'm just Osmos- saying, I'm saying oh, okay. Kid Rock is yeah. a horrible human being. Yeah, well, and I got to thinking, he's I was like, trash. it wasn't because he was a horrible human being. It's because he sucked live is why I stopped, why I got off the, he sucked so fucking bad as a live act. That's whenever I got off the Kid Rock train. And it wasn't, like, out of some sort of, uh you know, societal uh, change or anything like that. But no, I, well, I was actually... Sucked. He's also a horrible person, but his music sucks. Yeah, he's a, he is a trash Music human. always sucks. But again, no, what I was actually going to is, this is one of the reasons, and, and of course, I'm going to say this, and of course it's selfish, right? Because I'm glad that society has changed and is starting to look at things without those roads colored glasses and starting to see misogyny for what it is, racism for what it is and calling it out. Right. The reason I hate it is because now I have to, again, sure. I was 17, right. At the time. And, and while literally you can say at 17, you don't know any better to me, it's still an excuse, right? I was buying all of those CDs, and it's fine just to say you're you're a shit as well. Yeah, I mean, it's fine, and, and that's the thing. And so now I'm you don't just need like, to couch that. Yeah, I mean, it's yes, we were stupid. If you want me to go into further, sure I will. But at the end of the day, we were fucking stupid. Yeah, and and I hate we're saying trying that. not to be fucking stupid. Yeah, and I hate you saying that because it's a total excuse. Never fucking but. say I'm better now. Say I'm trying to be less stupid. Because if you're saying you're better now, half the time motherfuckers are wrong. Because uh, better now, Jake had to read an apology letter last a couple years ago. <laughs> so what? it's always it's always better to say I'm trying not to be a shit. It's fine. It's fine. It's it's honestly fine just to say it's not even. Ex- even that, but hold on. Even that apology like we letter. Stupid. I was just saying. I thought that way once upon a time. Like whenever I heard about it, and again at that time I was twenty one, twenty two. So literally, I mean, it's literally like human beings do not evolve until they hit at least twenty five or thirty. Your brain, like, your brain isn't fully developed, and some say anywhere between twenty five and twenty eight. Yeah, which is also why it's usually the time you should start. Which doing is bad why I stuff, smartened up and got away from suck. the ex wife, but <laughs> and stopped smoking and all of that. Anyway, but um, 
like I agree like the whole better now and we should always be but there is that part of me that also hates that hates that realization I mean it's good that I have that realization and I know Jake, that but there's just that selfish part of me take my hand Jake and let me lead you into the world of self-hate okay <laughs> because what you're discussing as my dude my dude to me, that's Tuesday. Well, and I, uh, like, I, you just accept that you were horrible. You hate yourself for those times. You, but that doesn't like you. Just accept. You don't. You don't dwell too much on it. You, you examine it. You accept it, and you dig it deep into your soul to where it's part of that giant pit that's probably going to give you cancer in five years. No, I think <laughs> that's why I have strong reactions to stuff. Is because like. I can't make up for the stupid shit that I did, but that doesn't mean that I can't try. I can't try and fix stuff now, and because of that, like I have a you get that I have, sense of overcorrecting. Um, yeah, you want like, to I'm totally overcorrecting in the other way, like strongly reacting in a way that you know having a strong reaction either way isn't exactly beneficial because. Like, because it always feels like you're trying to make this the point of I'm actually a better person now. Look it, I'm actually a better. Yeah, but like you, you have to put to that extra mustard yes. on to show that you're trying. That's why I've, I've I'm trying very very hard to stop. I I I always get angry. At, I like getting angry at nothing things. So I choose to get angry about those. Everything else, I will. Well. Hey, look what we're talking about now, Jake. Same fucking shit's hap like that the horrible shit that's going on uh that's coming to light about Blizzard. It's a simple fact of well, I'm surprised that I was see, surprised. You can see all the way people are acting exactly as what you're talking about is people are overcorrecting because they don't want to feel like they're the bad guy. But are they accepting the bad like uh bad they're uh they don't want to Remember when they've done and said horrible things? Like, hey, motherfuckers, that's how I go to sleep every night is remembering the horrible shit I've done in my life. There's yeah. a reason I only get about three hours of sleep. Fuck you. But um, but it's a simple fact of like, yes, shit is horrible, and you should be using your the time that you can spend shouting about how this upsets you and how you don't... You can instead... Give somebody else the platform yeah. and use your time to simply say, this is never going to go away. Yeah. It is, it is n not going, because uh, I swear to God, every fucking studio is like that. You think any of the, any, any, like, well, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism and every one of these companies Good job, Tally Asin. You watched that Tally Asin video recently. No. Because he said Jake, the exact same thing in their most recent hey, video Jake, that just I've said today. that in like our last four episodes. Uh, but it's just something that it's disgusting and every last one of them are, there's something shitty in, on every studio because they're designed to treat people like items, not people. Yeah. As much as people are talking about how, like, oh, well, this is why 14's good. Shut the fuck up. Guess what? You look at Final Fantasy fourteen. you think those motherfuckers get to actually work normal hours? Japan, as a society, thinks you are worthless unless you work double overtime. 
That is a societal fucking pressure yeah. everyone feels. I mean, Jesus Christ, look at the anime industry. Everybody's dying because they're working horrible time. Like, yes, Final Fantasy fourteen. You look, you don't even have to pull a bunch away. It's a goddamn Japanese company, and it's a profitable fucking venture. Everybody's being overworked to death. There's no other way around it. People aren't going to talk about it because, oh, that's just the Japanese way. Shut the fuck up. Everybody's disgusting. All you can do with your time is give more platforms to the people who are experiencing that, and maybe, maybe four fucking, uh, four fucking comments down the line... You say your, uh, your that's opinion. That's pretty much what Taliesin said also. But there was a stream a few months ago, like, I want to say it was several months ago, but at least a few months ago, where he was talking about how, you know, in your 20s, you know, he's like, sure, there's stuff that I said or did that would now be considered, you know, sexual harassment. You know, there was now, also the thing no... Is, though, then it was also, that's a problem when people knew to think about. It still was. It's just now being brought to light. It was still harassment. It's just now it's being uh, brought to light more. Right. But it's, you know, like... Calling someone think... sweet cheeks was always bad. Yeah. It was always bad. People or just... telling lewd jokes was always bad, but, you know... Um, but at the same time, it's one of those things that I was erroneously accused of sexual harassment, which we talked about on here, yeah. because I wasn't even fucking at work that day. <laughs> And I know when you to originally told me that, my response was still like when you told me that now, because I didn't, I didn't actually know full on what went through with it because that was like right before I left, I think. I want to say it was like oh three or oh four. Yeah, yeah, it was a little bit before I left, so it wasn't really deep into what was going on. Still, I said like my first instinct was still we didn't believe the woman. It's yeah. It's just because statistically. And it was like whenever I was sitting in there and talking to all these various managers, that was the that was the instinct. And the day that they were talking about, it, I was like, I did not work that day. I was in class like you can call. I give you permission to call, you know, and ask about my attendance record. Like, here is the name of my professor at that time. I was actually in class that day for once. Exactly. I actually went to class. So guess what? Give give them a call and ask if I was in attendance. I'm giving you permission. Like it's that simple. Because I I like even then I'm like I know that it's that's the natural reaction. Just like why I quit drinking heavily. What's the natural reaction if a cop shows up? To a domestic disturbance, and both the male and female are drunk. Exactly, yeah. They're going to take the word of the female. Like, full stop. Even though I know I'm, starting I'm the one... to get one... weirded out when people say female. I've noticed that. Oh. No, no, no. It's, it's mainly because it's often used in a very specific community that yeah. I am monitoring, apparently. Not trying to. But when you see people like, oh, just... This is how it's starting to sound every time I hear it. Female. Oh, gotcha. That it's just like even though it's just a base designation, it shouldn't. But it, yeah. there's also that the thought thought of you're using a base designation to take away any kind of autonomy, which I do to people. Like yeah. I used to think the worst thing you can do to somebody is completely refuse to give them emotion because that it validates them as a person. I used to use that as a tactic. Now I just I shut down because apparently it, I realized that I'm no. I'm actually dissociating. That's weird, <laughs> but yeah. 
but yeah, no, that that's just a little aside. Like, it's just actually like I don't. It's just one of those things that's starting to like dig under my skin. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, I get. Yeah, that's just it's just. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, like, and and that really was like I was the one on the receiving end of abuse, and I knew if cops ever showed up, that I would be the one. Yeah, that would be shit out of luck, and that's that's all it took. Like it was just that whole piece of, um, what's it called? If you're just trying to rescue yourself, what's that called? Self, um, not even self-defense anyway, but that's just the, that's probably the best word I can use is, you know, it was just self-defense. It was just that kind of, I guess you'd say even though it sounds dramatic, like that survival instinct of like, look, if I don't do hey, Jake, this, Jake. If I don't do A and B happens, then C is going to suck. You are in an abusive relationship and you're trying to fucking uh, validate the reasons in ways that aren't. It was it was a survival mechanism in an abusive situation. You don't have to keep trying to couch which that is, shit. Which is funny. Jake, you're because... now couches on couches on couches on couches. You can, you're fine. You're in an abusive relationship, so you did everything in your power so she would not use her power to fucking hurt you more. The end. Which, you know, again, that that totally changed my perception of, and I think whenever there are, um, whenever there are claims of stuff like that, like C, heard, comma, Amber, like shit like that, like everyone takes her side automatically. And I was like, I was in a similar situation. Like that same shit could have happened to me. And that's why I'm like, Dude, I I wish she would be fucking crucified because that is someone abusing that automatic position, that automatic leeway, and come to find out that it was a literal abuse Not of just even that. that. It's using uh, what was happening at the time to make it even uh, more of a uh, of a stab. Yeah, you using. Using a finally giving a voice to people being abused as a cudgel. That yeah, and and then it leads to like the worst aspect of which it just gives. Well, she's lying. How many of them other bitches are lying? Like, oh, and fuck that's all. the other fuck, downside. Fuck. That's the other downside is it gives those fuckers more credence, right? It like every oh god, it gives the insults more fucking I. Uh, it's not. They're acting like, oh, this proves like, bitch, you didn't need proven for anything. You were always going to be a horrible hunk of shit. It's, yeah, yeah. And that's the uh, that's the other part that I hate is that whenever shit like that happens, it does it one it well maybe not a hundred percent, but it gives those people slightly more of a platform. And I fucking hate that, dude. I hate yeah. it so bad. Anyway. <laughs> When you see people whose whole lives are based around uh, sp- spurious reports, being able to point to something real is the worst fucking thing yeah. in the world. Okay, so, hey, Jake. Uh, anyway, no, so yesterday, like, accidentally, for some yeah, reason. Yeah, let's, let's, just, let's just fucking whip crack this. Hold on. So yesterday, like, inadvertently became, like, a whole freaking, like, uh therapy session for myself because like as i say stuff out loud like more stuff starts to make sense 
you know, like that whole negative reaction. That's where I always like to joke, you know, that's my daddy issues. Like, thanks, dad. You know, because how often is it like women talk about their own daddy issues and like guys oh, yeah. never say shit like that. So I, of course, do it. Uh, like, yeah, people people need to talk about their fucked up dads more. I mean, it's. Bitch, nobody. Oh, she probably blocked him. I don't know, but no, it's but, it's one of those things to where like you know because I, I have that fucking hunk of wood. You just a, a because a I have strong reactions is because of you know, and I was I was thinking I was like, and how shitty is that? Like he spent so much less time around us than mom did. Right. Oh, that, but he took should, his but, time. Like the time he had, he condensed months of but, being a shit person. Dude, but that's the thing. I'm like, that should tell someone how bad he was if he spent so little time and that sticks out more than what mom did. Yeah. Like if that had more of an impact, in this case, negative. It's almost like somebody beat mom you had has more a, impact than somebody being nice to you. Shock. <laughs> I mean, it's. You know? All right. I don't know. You it's know just what, crazy. Like I did. I had an accidental like, like a, a therapy session yesterday. Even before watching that <laughs> documentary, and then afterwards, I'm like, well, we might as well make this shit full circle because, with the way that I was feeling, that documentary is really fucking good though. Like it does. It just makes you. It shows that there's always more nuance to something than it may be seen to be as black and white. Like. One of the tweets I sent out is how in 2021, hearing something that the, um, that the, uh, what are they called? The people who put on stuff, um, not programmers, not Booker. Let's say programmer, right? Like the co coordinators, yeah, coordinators, the the coordinator, the co coordinator. Um, I'm sorry, what I know, right? I know, just call him Coco. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so what so he said something that was that they used in that documentary that completely has a different context now than what it would have had 21 years ago. And he blamed MTV being the media entity and making it look more negative than what it was. And this dude took absolutely zero ownership of the things that of the decisions that they made as promoters death. as promoters they took zero ownership and even hold on now to really put the cherry on top yeah jake let's be happy come on to tell really me something put the cherry on top <laughs> now think about this i already set up the story about girls showing their boobs mm-hmm. so you can oh, you can God. guess what it is that i'm about to go to that same guy said that oh i thought you were going to say he was arrested 2 weeks no, later no he said that men should have had better control over their urges but at the same time what did you expect would happen walking around with no bra and no shirt oh, on oh fuck you Fuck you and the so, fucking face. Again, again, it shows just how much society has changed because 22 years ago, hell, even 15 years ago, even 10 years ago, those two statements would have had, would have been received differently. Maybe not so much the, 
guy should have had control over their urges, but what did oh, you expect? Like says, 10 years ago, 10 years ago, that probably he probably still would have caught the rightful amount of shit that he should have for saying something so uh, fucking completely stupid. As, as trash as social media is, it does lead to everything you've said being there. Like, hey, bitch, you said that. But this was a new I interview. Know, I know. This was oh, an God. interview that took place in the last, like, I year were, or I two. I thought you were, okay, my head, no. I thought he got some shit. No, the same shit that he said about MTV. Oh, my God. Making it look worse than what it was. And him saying that what did they expect would happen walking around like that. This was new interviews. This was new content that they oh. edited in for this documentary. Fuck. Okay, Jake, we're going to stop talking about this. Because one, because I'm like, well, guess what, dude? If you ever have anything to do with ever any promotion, you like you literally just pandered to the exact same people that you're not going to want that the last president did. And that you pander to the people you don't want to associate that you shouldn't. But you will because it's going to make you money just the same way you will make at this point. It's the only money you will make. Congratulations. You're now in the same hell every fucking uh like right wing pundit is stuck in you can't you can't advance because you're stuck there the only person who liked being there was Rush Limbaugh congratulations you're Rush fucking and Limbaugh and Bill O'Reilly but no but no, no seriously that is true Bill O'Reilly's just as soon cut. as as soon as he's like well MTV made it look worse than what it really was it's just like hey, Jake I don't want to hear it a fourth time okay I'm good I'm good. We're going to... I got a really funny joke, though. Done. This is something different. Yeah, just really okay. funny. So, <laughs> Ted Lasso, I know you don't have Apple TV+, no. Plus, but that show A is fucking hilarious. Like, the first season... I keep seeing good things about it. Yeah. It's pretty much like Major League, but with a little bit of extra heart and takes place in the... in the. So, uh, it's like Mr. Baseball. League and takes place in Premier League. But anyway... It's Mr. Baseball. So the season two, episode one uh, was released yesterday, which was mwah. anyway, there was such a great line. It had me rolling. So he walks in to see the boss. Right. And she gives him a, a look because he offers to like help her with girl talk. And the look she gives him is like, the fuck would you know about girl talk? Right. And he's like, wow, I've not gotten a worse reaction than that. Whenever I show it, I, or I haven't had that bad of a reaction since I showed up with a red baseball cap to a Planned Parenthood fundraiser. <laughs> it fucking killed me, dude. Okay, because that's... he's like, I showed up to a Planned Parenthood fundraiser, but because yeah. I was wearing a red yeah. baseball hat, didn't matter what it said on it. You just automatically. Yeah, no shit. The, ass- the color's ruined. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so Jake? yeah, watch that show though. It's it's good. I know you won't because you know Apple. It's just yeah, it's fine. TV I won't. Plus, but but eh, I'm happy for people having a good show. Anyway, it's just like I'll people. never watch Loki, but I hear people liked it, so Dude, I'm glad people had Loki fun with the good. show. I'm just not going to give a shit about it. Loki was. Good. And it even got to the point where I'm at like you know what, I can just torrent things, but no. If you really if you really dislike a company's stuff, you don't associate with them. If you, just, if it, it's just if it once it gets to that point to where you don't care at all, I officially don't care at all. That's like with Ant Man. Whenever it was released, I actually the way that I saw it is I rented it from Redbox because 
Disney gets so little money for oh, Redbox. Oh, Disney hate Redbox. Yes, they do. Oh, so Disney hate Redbox. That was, that was my form What's of protest is- because I knew that stuff that Edgar Wright did was still in there, so I still wanted to see it because Edgar Wright is fucking Edgar Wright, you know? Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go see it in the theater. I'll rent it from Redbox. I absolutely love, love that they were blocked from their multiple Redbox lawsuits because of laws they themselves forced into uh, into uh, creation. I love that. Yep. I love that. And, hey, we're coming on close to them screwing with copyright law because I think in a couple years Mickey Mouse is supposed to go on public domain. But that's not going to happen because they're going to fucking change the law again because Probably. Disney's But I'm going to do disgusting. the same thing with, like, Fantastic Four. I'll rent it from Redbox or something. I'm not Wait, gonna. Fanta- there's another Fantastic. Four they're movie. gonna. They're. They, whoa! They bought Fox, so they can now make a Fantastic Four movie. And I fucking hate the Fantastic Four so much that I'm definitely not gonna go see that in theaters. It has a good concept. You can make so much fun. Doctor out Doom of it. is the only good concept. Doctor Doom of is Fantastic one of the best Four. characters in existence. Fact. This guy. Fact. This guy built a machine to go into hell to fucking take his mom back. Cause fuck you, Satan. Like. Doctor Doom has it has huge problems, but and, at the same time, he's so Reed fucking cool. And Reed fucking Richards That's is where, the poster boy of fucking capitalism. I will say this: it's like he's he's fucking oh, no, no. Edison, oh, no. and Doctor Doom Jake. is it's worse Tesla. Than that. It's worse than that. He's a Randian libertarian. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that would and that is actually what would make a good Fantastic Four movie. Jake is and this is somebody else's opinion or somebody else built this. Uh, the issue is it happens in the 60s. They come back now and the only one who can't fucking cope is Reed because he, aw, cutie, because he is still that dyed-in-the-wool fucking red scare libertarian bullshit that he always was. And that's the issue is Reed Richards doesn't get to be the main character because he is actually the fucking literal worst. I would watch that shit. If that's the spin that it took, I would 100% go to the theater to watch that. Because honestly, yeah, that is a huge issue. Because fuck Reed Richards, dude. Yeah, all of his problems. And then there's the concept of, well, one of the reasons that the thing stays that way is because Reed needs the strong man. Because he needs needs that dynamic so he won't... like in his, in the like and people's like oh there's no way he'd like that it's like have you read civil war have you seen, have you read the illuminati reed richards is the literal worst i did like the illuminati like that whole the like whole concept and everything no like, i love the concept and everything of it but, but if again, you can't read a comic reed richards. it's here's who should have fucking wrote, wrote, i love like doctor strange who wrote and, illuminati mark millar because then there's, yes. there's two reasons I wouldn't want to read it. <laughs> because Mark Millar, you can only stand for two issues. I want you to try to reread Kick-Ass. Who was it that And get past Illuminati. issue two. It was, it was a cavalcade of people, so I don't really think... Most likely it was Bendis. They had Bendis doing all kinds of shit. But I don't think it was Bendis. Like, I tried watching Jupiter's Legacy. And, of course, by episode three, I was like... Fuck, guys, your Millar's showing. The only thing I could actually stand is Kingsman because they took his concept and played with it good enough to where you could. 
I had to be told that was oh, a Mark no, Millar. Oh, no, you were right. It was created by Brian Michael Bendis. But no, like, I had to actually, yeah. like, put that on a on a thing. It's like, okay, this is... Every Dude, time I see a, a Millar joint, I gotta fuck... I, I fuck out. I mean, Jesus Christ, Wanted was bad. It wasn't that good of a movie. May of 2006. I thought it was sooner than that. It was not. No, it wasn't. Yeah, right here. So... Illuminati the, the, was what... St- the Illuminati established to exist via story retcon in their first published appearance in New Avengers number 7, July 2005, written by Bendis. Their history was discussed in the special New Avengers Illuminati in May 2006, and the group was revealed to have been formed shortly, very shortly after the Kree Skull, Scroll War. Oh, Secret War, huh? I could have sworn it was... So huh. the first issue of the New Avengers Illuminati was released in December 2006, and the final issue was released in November 2007. Because I had that first issue. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, so Doctor Strange, Reed Richards, Namor, I forgot fucking Namor. Black Bolt. Uh, yeah, uh, Tony Stark and Professor X. Yeah. Black Bolt, like that made... Anyway. Uh, Jake, he's one of the most powerful beings in the in existence, and he has ruled over a people for over ten thousand years. Anyway, so yeah, he gets the he gets a fuck. And also, here's the thing: if you're having a meeting of all the rulers of everything who control everything, and you don't invite the guy whose temper tantrum can kill you and everybody on that side of the world, like, dude. That guy even has to make sure he doesn't make grunt sounds when he fucks, okay? Or else he'll kill an entire planet. Now, All right. one of the good things that came out of Falcon and Winter Soldier is the possibility of uh, the Thunderbolts. Like, they're really setting that up with Zemo being there in the prison and everything. So oh, yeah. I would totally love one, some Z- Thunderbolts. That would actually make sense because it's hard fucking, like, current in, like, the actual comic because Zemo's still a fucking Nazi. But this one... You understand the character's reason for doing what he did. So, yeah. Yeah. It would make sense to have him in the project. And they have What If coming up next. That's the next series. I, I, I'm okay but with that. Like, I think no, that, no, that's just other than the zombies. Other than I the Marvel zombies. Hate Marvel zombies. That shit was fun. That's it. This is the last fucking Jake, episode of this podcast, folks. That shit was fun folks. of an idea when it came out. But, Jake, that shit... Needed to stop. I I don't disagree. It never stopped. It the kept first iteration going. of Marvel Zombies was no, so good. It could have just been one issue, yeah. fucking a five issue miniseries. I'll give you that, but God damn, Howard the Duck as a fucking zombie. Even though, even though, fucking even flow, even though, um, the concept of. Spider-Man's freaking uh, self-hatred even bleeding through into that version, I loved. I loved the fact of, well, any version of Spider-Man that plays right. on his his guilt is how you play Spider-Man. That's how Sp- Spider-Man's whole identity is based on his internalized guilt. It's great. And they brought that into that, which was good. But Jesus fucking Christ, I'm so goddamn sick of zombies. I'm so goddamn sick of Marvel zombies. I'm so goddamn sick of it. But that's the one that I'm most excited for. And there's one where it's like, uh, what was it? There's one in the Black Panther universe because it's like the last Black Panther anything that um, Chadwick Boseman did a 
Oh, uh, did a voice or anything for? I'm trying to remember if it's someone else becomes oh, Black no, no, Panther no, 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 or if no. he becomes he's something the one, else. He's the one that gets picked up by Yondu. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, he's in yeah. the Guardians. Um, and then there's one where, uh, what if Peggy Carter became did the whole like Captain Britain the, or whatever? Got the got the super soldier stuff. Yeah. Which dope. Isn't that one of the actual what if stories like from Probably. the comic books? I don't know. Anyway, um, but I'm I'm like Mar Marvel Zombies is the one that of course I'm most excited. I'm for. good. But Loki was good, dude. Loki was heard. really good. Hi, boo. Hi, I know sweetie. she's being cute. Yep. Um, and the whole like King the Conqueror stuff and Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, of course, he was good in it. But oh, Kang was a. Cool. It didn't. Like it didn't that. show it until the very last episode that he was, which makes sense and because then, he's a reality warping uh, Jack. And it and went through like the Loki? whole like King the Con because everything's based on like the whole sacred timeline and all that stuff. Like you know the timekeepers making sure that nothing bad happens to it. And of course they go to this spot at the end of time, and that's where King the Conqueror is. Ta- ta- tells his story about how he's keeping all the infinite versions of himself at bay because he's the one that won this big war. You know, you know all the jazz. Yeah. And so, um, spoiler alert: female Loki totally shanks him at the end of it, thus disrupting the entire timeline. Which means all of those other versions of King the Conqueror now are now going to about. Yeah, which I'm like, okay, that now makes more sense. Why Doctor Strange Two is called? It's all about them. Uh, yeah. The uh, whatever of Matt the multiverse multiverse of madness. Yeah, I'm like now that name makes more sense. <laughs> of course, he goes over to the stick. All right. Well. Anyway, how long has this been? I don't know. Okay, we're gonna take some time, Jake, because I want to have fun. Okay. This whole episode is me being sad, so fuck you. <laughs> I know I didn't want to bring it down, but I was like, at the same time, I really wanted to just talk yeah. about that because it is like there's so much hindsight whenever it comes to stuff like that. And it is just with some of the shit that was being said, like it wouldn't have been said 22 years ago or it wouldn't have had the same meaning. Because, Jake, we finally got some good emails. Oh, shit. Hell yeah, Bob. Spam. Emails. Yeah. I know. Okay. Good. Good. I was like, no, people don't talk to us. Fuck you. You know how people talk about the show? It's literally my friends talking to me. <laughs> yeah. Same. Our engagement is shit. Okay. So let's start with this one. Reply. Call me for urgent certification. This is the first email. God bless you, my beloved. How are you and your lovely family doing? I hope you're all in good health. That was a different line where the health question mark. Meanwhile, I don't know you in person, but I am 100, 100% sure that, another line, we can join our heads together and achieve this great opportunity, which, another line, I request your co-operation in my desire to find a foreign partner who, another line, will assist me in re- uh, relocation of uh, relocation in investment of an abandoned fund in another line <laughs> the bank where i work so basically this person's trying to smuggle money they say they work at the bank they don't say this is their money they don't say this this ain't their money jake they're asking for a partner it's in crime it's your money use it when you need it <laughs> fuck you whitworth 
Uh, that stupid goddamn thing got stuck in my fucking head for fucking days. You're Jake, welcome. I will fucking kill you if you start doing it. Okay, thank you. I was actually gonna get now pissed. You I was have a actually in the gonna business. I was actually gonna get pissed because that fucking operatic version of it got stuck in my head for a week. I fucking hated life. Okay, bank where I work. I am the personal accountant of our deceased Netherland customer before his accidental death. I am the personal accountant of our deceased customer before his accidental death. Meanwhile, I got your contact address. This is an email. Through my uh, country email data, another line, directory, which searches for credible and reasonable foreign partners. This email, which is on none of my actual WEX shit, or not WEX, but uh, uh, I keep on saying WEX because we go through Wells Fargo, uh, completely through my Wells Fargo shit, nothing. So, huzzah. Uh, da, 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 foreign partner to the share uh, to share this information with you over the abandoned funds parenthetical 19 million unparenthetical 19 million three hundred thousand US dollars in which I am counting on your sense of uh, confidentiality oops as I desire another line that you can <laughs> oh shit my my the crack of my screen covered that <laughs> See, I keep thinking people got Ray Liotta faces when I'm watching shit on my phone because of that crack. <laughs> okay, where was I? Oh, yeah. Therefore, if you are interested and willing to assist me, kindly get back, or get, another line, back to me without further delay for more details on how we could, another line, process and achieve these goals successfully. Thank you, and my regards to your lovely family. Is this bitch trying to threaten my family? Dude, you this know how... This bitch threatened my family. Oh, Mrs. Sandrine uh, Nakema Dauda, my personal phone number and WhatsApp. You know what? Number redacted. Coke, <laughs> I'm sorry. The way that's written, I could tell that that, was, that had to have been written in a completely different language and put through Google Translate because of those breaks. Oh, yeah, totes. All these people are calling me lovely, my dearest one. Uh, is this a... Oh, this one's a quickie. Maybe you need to put that as your, like, in Twitter, you know how it shows... Um, what's it called? Hold on. Oh, my Twitter doesn't even use this email. No, no, no. So where it has name, you need to put my beautiful one. <laughs> oh, I got to show you this fucking video. You'll love it. Oh my god, I'm going to show it to you once we get done with this. Just because the fact that mine says Bob, it reminded me of something. Uh, hello. I am I am Maureen Hinckley, and my fun, my foundation is donating 550,000 USD to you. Contact us via my uh, my me, my email. My email. My email. <laughs> Dear god, it's it it's it's one of those it's it's one of those granny emails where they like put their name and then a random number. Oh, this is my favorite part. Best regards, Mrs. Maureen Hinckley, copyright 2021, the Maureen Hinckley Foundation, all rights reserved. In this email they sent me, they have reserved the rights. Note, you can only 
Oh, you are only to reply via Maureen Hinkafar. <laughs> I want to do this long one here. I haven't fully read this. I st- oh, bitch, this is a this is an email. <laughs> Hello, my dear. Here, you want me to read it? Oh, please do, Jacob. Hello, my dear. Please do not feel disturbed for contacting you in this regards. It was based on the critical health condition I find myself. My names are Mrs. Dobby Helcom. Names? Plural? Plural. Dobby? Debbie. Oh, sorry. Mrs. Debbie Helcom. Mrs. Debbie. A widow, and I'm suffering from brain tumor. Oh, from brain tumor. I'm going to do pauses whenever there's the breaks. Well, no, when it's a straight, like, just a line in line, but if there's a break in the sentence, go for it. From brain tumor. Disease and this illness has gotten to a very bad stage, comma. I married my husband for 10 years without a child, capital T and 10. Only married him for 10 years. My husband died after a brief illness that lasted for a few days. Since the death of my husband, I decided not to remarry again, comma. Capital W, when my late husband was alive, he deposited the sum of... Is it Twelve parenthetical? Is it dot, a parenthetical? Is it, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. 12.500.000. So 12 and a half million. With the bank, capital B. So it's a proper noun. Wait, you, wait, 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 wait. The write out, it was 12.5, comma? 12.500.000. No, so that's, that's, that's your... 12, that's 12 and a half dollars. That's 12 and a half dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Presently, this money is still in bank. Nah, shit. It's only $12.50. You can't get that out. (laughs) And my doctor told me that I don't have much time to live because my illness has gotten to a very bad stage. Having known my condition, I decided to entrust over the deposited fund under your custody to take care of the less privileged ones there in your country or position. Which I believe that you will utilize this money the way I am going to. Da, 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 da. Instruct herein. <laughs> However, all I need and required from you is your sincerity and ability to carry out the transaction successfully and fulfill my final wish in implementing the charitable project as it requires absolute trust and devotion. This bitch write it on a fucking uh, that's a telegram. Right. Like help with this condition. Stop. Break. Stop. <laughs> Devotion without any failure, and I will be glad to see that the bank stop finally release and transfer the fund into your bank account, your bank account in your country, even before I die here in the uh, hospital, because oh, my shit. present health condition is very critical at the moment. Everything needs to be processed rapidly as soon as possible. Uh, it will just make be, a will. It will be my pleasure to compensate you as my investment manager slash partner with 35% of the total fund for your effort in handling the transaction, 5% for any expenses or processing charges fee that will invoice during this process while 60% of the (laughs) fund will be invested into the charity project there in your country for the mutual benefit of the orphans unless privileges one. I think he needs privileges ones. (laughs) <laughs> okay alright where was I um, for the mutual benefit of the orphans and the less privileges one <laughs> privileges ones, privileges ones. 
for the mutual benefit. Oh, wait, no, that's what I just read. Meanwhile, I am waiting for your prompt respond. If only you are interested for further details of the transaction and execution of this humanitarian project for the glory and honor of God, the merciful, compassionate. May God bless you and your family. Regards, Mrs. Debbie Holcomb, written from hospital. <laughs> That's why I added that one. I looked at the bottom and it said written from hospital. Written from hospital. Ah. Oh. And with that wonderful, uh, dear viewers, my dear viewers, my sweet dear viewers and your lovely families, that's about going to do it for this episode of A Brother's Quarrel. Hey, Jake, for the last time in a while, where can they get us? Not necessarily. You can find us on the Twitter machine at ABQ Podcast. Capital A, capital B, capital Q. Podcast. My dear loved one. <laughs> the privileges one. My ones. dear beloved privileges one. <laughs> ones. Privileges. One. Privileges ones. ones. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, find us on your preferred podcatcher minus SoundCloud. Yep. Including and who Amazon. Knows? Who knows? You might find yourself twelve point five zero 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 dollars. <laughs> that was a good call. I uh, was thinking like that's how you can tell that it was like that's more like the European unit of measurement is using the uh, using dots instead of commas. No, everybody uses commas because yeah, they do. Not in cash, not necessarily. I don't think. Or maybe I'm thinking of mobile number or telephone numbers because telephone yeah, numbers telephone in numbers. Europe they use commas instead of dots. That that's a, that's just a specific designation of how you want to set up yeah. a thing. Anyway, that's different than money. Anyway, um, maybe we might email. Oh, brotherscoral at gmail dot com. Yeah, maybe mm -hmm. just maybe we might try a D and T episode if we do things here. Whenever David shows up and we play some D, I don't know. I, mean, I think I'd rather just play Maybe because we'll here's the problem play. with those: you have to actually build That's the episode. True. You have to, yeah. Like as much as I, Jake. Here's why we had D and D episodes. I wanted to fucking play D and D. That was the only way I could fucking convince people to come over. That's facts. That's why we played D and D. That's true. I love that fucking story I was making. That fun little game, but ain't happening. Yeah. Shit happens. But <gasps> that's right, dear viewers. That dead air was us trying to figure out one who should pick Dude, up. Dude, I'm this so hungry. What like to I'm do. starting to feel like oh, starting to get drowsy. shaky. I'm like, okay, let's eh. <laughs> <laughs> check a pencil at you. All right then, then we're just gonna let y'all go so Jake can get over his food shakes and quit being a bitch. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so we here at a brother's quarrel would like to remind you that no one ever truly wins an argument, even if you try to unplug your brother's headphones or oh. microphone. Which I did. Doesn't matter if do. you unplug them, my ass is still going to hear you. Because guess what, bitch? You come, you came through a lot more than I did. I'm just saying. Typically I'm do. just saying. I typically do. I'm reliable like that coming through.